We are live, folks. Welcome back to Sports and Stutters. We are here for episode six. Thanks for joining us once again. Hope you had a good week off. We're excited to have you back. We got some good things to talk about. Joe, how's it going today? Uh, I can't complain. You know, Flames, uh, Flames lost to Vancouver. Cold is going down. You know, the world's not ending. What is uh? What, how's how's Nate doing in Vulcan? And boys, I have had a week. <laughs> Uh, Calgary has been mediocre at best these last couple games, and my truck quit on the highway, so that was a great week as far as I was concerned. It was just a forecast in the way the Flames are going to play against Vancouver. Oh yeah, it was exactly the same thing. It was awesome for about like uh, 10 minutes, and then it just quit, so it was just like my team. Yeah, they just want to show you that uh, that that's how well they play. So they're just kind of insinuating that into real life. Hope you uh, uh, picked up on our predictions a little bit quicker. Joe, how's your uh, HGH uh, injections going? You know, I know you're you're big into your gambling right now, but uh, getting pretty swole over there during quarantine or what? So I got a, I got a confession. Uh, it actually was not HGH as the uh, the HGH that we've come to know. Ah, it was actually um, horse growth hormone. <laughs> Hor- so, and what what is that? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. It hasn't. <laughs> That's I'm still waiting for the side effects to to hit me, but it could mean you know I'm a little hoarse, as in you know whatever that means. <laughs> I knew I knew Joe always like the weird horse girls, you know, like the ones that like don't actually ride horses; they just kind of like gallop around. Those are, oh, that's shit. Joe. That's Joe's type of lady. No, I'm more of the. I like the Naruto girls. The girls uh, that run with the Naruto sprint. They put their hands behind their back, got their headbands on. I mean, they're very rare, but uh, man, when you when you see them coming at you, it's like a rare Pokemon it, card, you know? know. It's breathtaking. All right, maybe stay off that horse growth hormone for a little bit. Maybe go back to the, the regular juice that you've been doing. But we're going to get to what we got to talk about today. You know we're going to get to our NHL Northern Division. That's a, for a little bit later. Hey, it's only week one of the NFL offseason. We've already got quite a bit to talk about. There's been some... Prim, some blah, blah, blah. There's been some pretty big trade news coming out of the NFL. What are you guys' uh, thoughts so far? I know Deshaun Watson's been pretty vocal lately over these last couple weeks on wanting to get out of out of Houston Texans. What a what, what are you guys thinking of that situation? Does he? I, I personally think he doesn't really belong in Houston anymore, regardless of that big contract he signed. I think it's his time to leave. But I don't know, Joe. You're the you're the football expert over here. What are your thoughts? You know, I <clears throat> I personally don't want him to leave Houston because. I, I have his jersey, so if he leaves, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm I'm hooped. Uh, but also, I think I think the um, the whole Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl thing and him leaving New England to go to a, a stacked roster is kind of having some some um, nuclear fallout, as some might call it. Um, Deshaun Watson wants wants out of Houston. He wants to play on a Super Bowl roster. Uh, there's Russell Wilson trade rumors in that same kind of area, you know, and I think, I think the whole fact that Tom Brady was, has, wasn't not exactly happy with Bill Belichick in his last couple years in New England, it's starting to, especially with Russell Wilson, he's not happy with Pete Carroll, my, uh, my insiders say, my league insiders, but, uh, I, I don't know. NFL has never been like the NBA where guys can just request trades out of nowhere. 
it's more like suck it up and deal with it. And this is kind of the, the first time we've seen this. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. How long is his contract he had just signed? I don't know. You can someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like he signed for over 120 million. I think it was over four years. I could be mistaken, but I think it was five. It was five. Yeah. All I know (laughs) is it was a hefty price tag. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're making that kind of money, like I can sympathize that you don't want to be there, but you're making 120 million dollars over five years. Like, but for some some guys, like guys guys go ring chasing. Like, it's like the NBA. Guys go take smaller pay cuts to play in the NBA. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, he's in the prime of his career. He doesn't want to play on a, on a, I'm just going to say it, on a shitty roster. So, yeah, you know. Like, and it would help if, like, there was a plan, right? But in last year's offseason, he lost his, his number one receiving option. And this year, he lost J.J. Watt, who, not the player... He used to be, but like he's a face of the franchise. He's a heart and soul of a team, and the owner is like more interested in his belief system than he is in winning football games. So I sympathize with him not wanting to play there, but I don't really see a way out given that he he just signed a huge contract. Yeah, like it's gonna be tough to, for anyone to want to take that contract on. But I don't know. Houston hasn't really built a team around him per se. Like you said, they got rid of his best receiving option. The reports have come out that he has very, very little say in upper management when it comes to hiring a new GM or head coach. He didn't even really know who this new head coach was who came in and who's gonna be the the new head coach of this this uh, new season come up in September. So when you have a, a star of that caliber and you're paying him the big bucks, you think you would give him a little bit more say on, on the, on the way and the the projection for the way this team's going to go over these next couple of years. It, it makes no sense. I can totally see why he wants out. Yeah. Like he, you don't have picks. They don't have picks this year. I don't know how many picks they have next year, but like if you're Deshaun Watson, you have no offensive weapons. Your defense is, is a very much a liability. Like you can't, you're, you're in the middle of a rebuild. You're at the beginning of a rebuild, which is like the worst place you want to be as a, as a quarterback in his prime. So yeah, a young quarterback in his prime too. Like, like you said, we, a lot of people's heard that sound bite at the end of, uh, at the end of the NFL offseason where even J.J. Watt acknowledged how they just wasted one of his years, right? Like, a quarterback with this talent doesn't come along very often and to have him in his prime and you have no weapons built around him, it's it's hard to hard to want him to stay. But that kind of leaves us with with understanding where he where he should go. I know he's mentioned a couple teams. Lately, San Francisco 49ers and the Denver, the Denver Broncos have been two uh, teams that have that have piqued Deshaun Watson's interest. Where do you where do you see best fit? I guess for Deshaun Watson to go, if any team wants to pick up that 120 125 million dollar contract, uh, I'd probably have to say maybe Miami. That that would be even with Tua. I think the, I would. I think Tua would be packaged in a trade. Yeah, he's mm. going the other way probably. Like you have yeah. like that defense is nice in Miami, and if I'm Deshaun Watson, like who wouldn't want to play in South Beach? Bro, you got Fitz Magic. No one's taking the job. <laughs> Come Magic. Oh no, it'll be one for one. Deshaun Watson for Fitz Magic. Uh, Tua, Tua is just the fifth round pick from the year before. Who's now the backup? Every Tua, day Tua is a package player. Tua is like a Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, I think if they can make that trade work, I think that that's uh, appetizing for for both teams. But I think that idea of San Francisco it is, I think he joins that team. They're immediate contenders again. I think they get. I think oh, they yeah, get a lot of their 
Yeah, they, I think they get a lot of their big defensive players back, like uh, like the other uh, Bosa brother who got hurt. And the the young offensive weapons they have, they got Raheem Mostert in the backfield. They got Brandon Ayuk. Uh, they have a couple other good receivers. Uh, I, I don't know the names off the top of my head, but I think Deshaun goes there in that West Coast offense. I think I think it could it could do great things for sure. Denver is a good team too, though, so I don't really know. Yeah, like. If his salary cap didn't exist, I'd say he would look awful good in the Fleur de Lis. But <laughs> you got the thirty for thirty. You got Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Thirty, thirty what? TDs, thirty picks. Can't even why? see out of his right eye. Why would you want Deshaun going there? Like, you have the goat. God. You have the goat. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he's Saints like are a sick team without a quarterback now. So he would make sense there if the salary cap didn't exist. But unfortunately. It does, and they'd have to give up a huge package to get him, even if it didn't. So, realistically, I could probably see Denver. Like, they have the biggest need. Like, I don't think Drew Locke is a legit NFL quarterback. I don't see them contending with him at the helm. So, if I'm Denver, I'm giving up the farm to get a Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I agree. So, Joe, if you had to place your... You're, you're a better man. We all know that. If you had to make your pick on where Deshaun Watson is going to be traded, if at all. I know the GMs have been super vocal about him not going anywhere. So if you had to place your money on one team, where do you think it's going? <clears throat> it's tough. It's between Miami and, and San Fran. I'd have to go Miami. Yeah. Because, like, San Fran, they are a Super Bowl roster. They're a Super Bowl team, contending team. But they could they could end up like the Eagles, you know? Yeah. They get banged up year after year after year, and then that just takes a toll, and they slowly fade into existence. So, yeah. Like Nate, what about you? To me, if I had to bet, I'd say he's not moving. Um, his agent has has indicated that he isn't isn't going to hold out and the team is asking for an astronomical package. Hey Athletic has him asking for three first round picks and two starters. <laughs> so, I can't see any team uh going to meet that. So, I would bet that he's not going to move, but and he's just going to be pissed off and in Houston. Yeah, if like I don't to bet. If you had to bet, where do you think he would go? If I had to bet that he's going to move, He's saying he, Denver. I, he's I don't Denver. think he's going to move either. Like, I don't think he's going to Miami, but if I had to choose... I'd yeah, say Nate, answer the goddamn question. I said, <laughs> if you had to bet, and you give me nothing. <laughs> if I had to bet on a team he's going to move to, I'd probably say Miami. I don't think it makes the most sense, but I think that they're the team who would give up the package to get him. Yeah. I think giving Tua, Tua straight up with some picks is super... Super convincing for sure. I would I would take Watson over to in a heartbeat. But oh, 100%. yeah, if I had to if I had to put my money, I'm gonna go a little dark horse pick here. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a old uh, New England Patriots fan. You know, uh, a big Tom Brady supporter. But you know, uh, I love my Pats through and through. I'm taking them as the dark horse. The odds are probably plus three thousand. But I don't know if a great fit though. Like no, it wouldn't. So. Well, that offensive line. Like, Mark my words. Ugh. He's in a worse he's in a worse position in New England than he's in Houston. Yeah. He, like, you have no uh, offensive weapons in New England. I think the Patriots have a brighter future, but then Houston one hundred percent. Yeah. Nikhil, Nikhil Harry is not the answer. 
<laughs> hey, we hey we could have picked DK Metcalf, so that's that's the biggest crime of all right there. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. There's a lot yeah. of teams that could have picked DK. Yeah. Okay. Before we move on to the next topic, I just want to. I saw a funny meme over the over the weekend. It was like Tom Brady's last uh, last true test is going to the Jets and winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> He he's gonna be traded to the New York. He's actually gonna leave. He's joining free agency. He's uh he's nulling his contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after winning the Super Bowl in his first year, and he's going to the Jets and he's going to win the Super Bowl. It's gonna he, happen. He's gonna if, get get a Super Bowl on on every team and cap it off at, at the age of eighty. Yep, that's if, that's the plan. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl though with the Jets in his first year, it nullifies every other Super Bowl when he's in the <laughs> Yeah, yeah it takes away all ten. Immediately relegates his goat status. <laughs> Yep, it takes away all ten championships he's been to, seven that he's won. They all mean nothing if he can't win with what the what did they end up finishing like four and three and thirteen or four and twelve Jets? Two and fourteen, I think. Was it two and fourteen? Still, yeah. regardless, shit, they finished shit. <laughs> to hey, hey that too. Sam Darnold's a goat, man. Don't don't speak ill of him. Like yeah. he's he's not bad. It's just the rest of the team around him. He's the future just goat. Garbage. It's also Adam. Adam Gase dropped a nuclear bomb on that organization. <laughs> drops that guy drops nukes everywhere he goes. Adam Gase is the best coach. He's the next Bill Belichick. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, but Send with him to Tampa Bay. And on the topic of of Houston being trash, don't do it. I know what you're gonna say. Your franchise asked him to be cut this week, and now he's a free agent. So, uh, what do you guys think is gonna happen there? Yeah, like I think JJ Watt, he he's a great player. I think when you are such a high caliber player for so many years, what he's won Defensive Player three times now. Uh, you're you're gonna face a lot of double teams, so you're gonna see a little bit of a decrease in your production unless you're a crazy man like Aaron Donald, who's just ridiculous no matter how many guys are on him on, on the offensive line. But I think he still has quite a lot of value, and I think it was super admirable that the the Houston Texans and JJ Watt were able to come to an agreement to let him go. Because I, I, like I said, I think he, I think he can still be productive elsewhere. I think the Houston Texans realize that he, they're not going to see the product, the productivity that they want out of him, and that letting him go is both beneficial for them. Like Joe mentioned, they're in a rebuild, and it also allows him to hopefully get another couple good years out of his career. Maybe go win a go win a Super Bowl, but um, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. CBS Sports listed uh, th- their potential top five suitors who they think uh, is going to land J.J. Watt. They got Pittsburgh Steelers at number one, Tampa Bay at two, Dallas Cowboys three, Green Bay Packers four, Baltimore Ravens five. So it's an interesting list. Those are all contenders. Maybe not so much the Dallas Cowboys, even when they're fully healthy. So I think J.J. Watt being added to that defense does, does boost their standings a little bit, but... Um, I don't know. I, I really like the idea of him joining the Pittsburgh Steelers in in a fantasy world. I don't know logistically if it makes sense because their defense is already their interior is already nuts. Uh, even when they had um, a couple of their guys get injured this season, the depth that they had to to fill in those spots were already great. So it's like, do you bring him in just to play with his brothers, even though it doesn't logistically fit? I don't know. I like the idea of him on the Tampa Bay Bucks. If they can get him there, he wants to go win. A, if he wants to go <laughs> win a championship before he retires, there's literally no better place. I agree that um, I'd like to see him not go to Tampa Bay. I don't think he. I honestly don't think he will go to Tampa Bay. I don't think so either. I think he'll go. I I was thinking Pittsburgh, but um, especially with that defense. But they're uh, they don't have a quarterback unless they make a big move in the off season for one. Um, Wait, who I, who doesn't have a quarterback? Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
Like Roethlisberger, he's not he's not winning another Super Bowl. No. What about uh, the good old uh, Mason Rudolph? Dude, that guy, he hasn't been the same since Miles Garrett hit him in the head with his helmet. <laughs> I think he did more productive leading uh, Santa Slay than leading the, the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> offense. So Yeah. Jeez. I, uh, <clears throat> I think he's going to go to, uh, what is it, Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay. Because uh, he went to school in Wisconsin. He's from there. Yeah, that's true. It, made, it makes sense. They are a Super Bowl contending team. Yep. But the one thing with Green Bay is they don't go after big guy, big names in the market and free agency. Like, aside from a few years ago when they picked up Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos, like, they they build their team from within the draft. And I don't know. We'll see if Green Bay maybe picks them up. But right now, it's anybody's guess. Yeah. Like, to me, it's criminal that he doesn't have – have an MVP. Like he, he was dominant in five, what season was it? 2016. Like 2016. Yeah. yeah. Like he, at his best, he's dominant. And even now he's probably a top 10 D lineman, right? Like he's, uh, yeah, I'd say like, if it is, it's like low, like, like 10th. Yeah. I wouldn't put him top 10. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if he's top 10, he's 10 and that's even a stretch. He's still great. My so I think, I think let's call pro- it top 20. There you I go. think Pro Football Focus put him on like number seven for his position. Okay, which is yeah. like it's it's not bad, but like for considering all the young D linemen in the league, like he's he's probably top twenty, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think Green Bay or Pittsburgh would be like the best like emotional um kind of fits. I don't know if they would work like from a football perspective or salary cap. But where I want him to ensure maximum chaos is in LA. <laughs> him and Aaron Donald. Like the Rams? There's yes, no sir. way. There's no way. Rams can uh, maybe. Imagine how sick that D line is gonna be with Aaron Donald and JJ Watt. Like I'd just be dominant every game. Poor quarterbacks would just dread going in there. Yeah, that's what's interesting, so, right? Like they're the, the Houston Texans, they're not trading him. So really he could end up he could go who, who knows? Who knows? CBS may not even. These teams are just probably good guesses, but he could he could go to Miami or where? What's another team that doesn't that's irrelevant? The who Jets. knows? The Jets. He could go to the Jets. You know, if he really wants to play in, in the in the big city, the bright lights in in uh, Times Square, he'll go to the Jets. Yeah. To me, the place where he makes the uh, most kind of sense is in Buffalo because they have a, a excellent cornerback in Tre'Davious White, and they don't really have any big names in the front seven. So I think he's a good fit there. He, he shores up a bit of a weak spot. Uh, again, I don't know if like it's a good scheme fit, but it's, it's hard, hard to envision him anywhere that isn't Houston. Right. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So who knows? I would love to see him on the bucks, but that's just, that's probably as unrealistic as him going to the Steelers and playing with his two brothers. So who knows? I have a, I have a, I do have a hot take for where he's going to go. What's your hot take, Joe? <laughs> it is like you said, Miami. Okay. And you know why? Why? Because Miami is the, uses the most electricity out of any city mm, in the United States. JJ Watt watt electricity the the marketing there is 
endless. The marketing possibilities are endless for him. I just lost brain cells I think not. He could do... Oh, my God. DJ <laughs> Watt, if you're to. listening, I, I will pay to be your marketing manager. Yeah, and <laughs> he's going to pay you as much as Joe Rogan did to come join him on his podcast, eh? Joe Rogan was... That was Make-A-Wish. That was Make-A-Wish. Oh, are you, are you on the end of your life now, Joe, or what? No. <laughs> you got it's something just, to tell us? You got some disease or something? Yeah, it's the, it's the horse growth hormone. Oh yeah, it's really getting to your head, eh? The side effects are are paying off now. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe delusion. Delusion. Maybe early onset Alzheimer's. Ah, early onset Alzheimer's. Well, speaking of delusion, we're gonna move over to the next big trade that came out here. <laughs> Stafford to LA. I, I I genuinely don't think the Rams are gonna have a pick until like twenty forty five at this point. So to break down the trade of those of you who didn't know. Picks. Yeah, I know. Who needs them, right? Who needs to build a team for the future years? You, you got you got Aaron Donald to lead your team for the next thirty. So, to break down the trade, those of you who didn't hear, we got Matthew Stafford from Detroit Lions going to LA Rams. Just Stafford. That's all That's all Detroit sent over. In exchange, they got the GOAT, Jared Goff. He's the best quarterback. He's unreal. He lost the starting job to, to some guy they probably picked off the street working in a food truck. I don't even remember his name. Joe probably knows his name. John Walford. John Walford. Thank you, Joe. Joe always has know, those, Joe. those facts that no one else cares about. Thank you, Joe. In exchange, they send the, the GOAT Jared Jared Goff two future first-round picks. And when I say future, at this point, they're probably two first-round picks for the 2070 draft at this point. They also sent a third-round pick, which I believe was for this year's draft. So I genuinely don't think they have a pick now until like the sixth round of this upcoming draft. And I don't know. Matthew Stafford's good. I think Detroit has wasted wasted a, a great quarterback's career. I think it, I think L.A., the reason why they made this trade, I think it puts L.A. in the position to be a, a team to compete for the championship now. Matthew Stafford, he is a major upgrade from Jared Goff. Don't get me wrong. L.A.'s D, or offense is does have some talent. They got Cam Akers at running back. He had a good rookie year. They got a couple good receivers. That defense, we know what they can do with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I think L.A. Rams, their goal is to compete for a championship within these next two to three years at absolute most because they're not gonna have a team after that they have no picks but they, they gave up a lot i don't know what are, what do you guys thought what do you guys think i think it's uh, it got rid of jared goff it gave detroit jared goff so that's a win for them got rid of that massive contract stupid contract like <clears throat> i don't know the rams are uh eh, i don't really like them I don't. I, I question some of the decisions they make. Some of them they make, they pay off, but yeah. Um, I think Stafford is. I'm. I'm interested to see how he does in uh, L.A. because he he pretty much carried Detroit for what nine, ten years. Yeah. So like, I think it's like a. He's either going to be a big. I don't know. He's he's a good quarterback. Like I truly think. Would I be surprised if they make it make a deep playoff run next year with Stafford? Not at all. No, he's he's gritty. He grinds. He's I think he's really underrated. I like, agree. Who who covers who pays attention to Detroit to the I don't know. Who pays attention to the Detroit Lions other than people in Detroit? Um I do. I watch them every weekend. Okay, well, <laughs> you're one out of what? 300 million people in the states. <clears throat> so so I guess Parker and everybody else in Detroit, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry for you, but your games are just not fun to watch. 
Like nobody wants to watch the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, here, bold, bold prediction: Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl Super Bowl championships. Jared Goff resurgence in his career. You're gonna He's get that tattooed. Right I'm gonna your, get that tattooed right now. Right <laughs> on your neck. Right here on my forehead. I think Stafford. It'll be interesting to see uh, what what he does with the Rams. Yeah, you know, they got they got a lot of good weapons. I think I do think they should get rid of either Cup or Woods because they're basically the same player. The exact, well, just one hundred percent, one shorter, one. Yeah, like I, I would get rid of Woods. I think yeah. Cup is a better slot guy. I agree, but you know, he's the he's a Julian Edelman if he was still in his prime, like a good slot receiver who you put it in the ball, the the football in his hands, he's gonna make a play. I think he's better than Julian Edelman in his prime. I don't know, man. That's hard to that's hard to say. That's Julian. Uh, Julian Edelman only had one one thousand yard receiving season. And that was like two years ago. Yeah, that's fair. It's like statistic wise, sure. Cup's got him beat, but like I'm, I would still take Edelman over Cup any day. Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, but Nate, we haven't even let you speak. Yeah, like I struggle with this trade. If I'm Detroit, I I take this and run, right? Like. I'm not convinced that that he's an amazing quarterback. Like I think he's above average. I don't I just. I think he faces the same kind of problems in L.A. that he did in Detroit. Right? Like their pass protection's not amazing. His receiving options are good, not great. Like, uh, I think if you're L.A. and and the options are to keep Goff or or make his trade, you do it. But I don't know if you target Matthew Stafford because, like, he's not young. He there's not a ton of upside. So you're hoping that he carries you early and that he can break out of the issues that he faced in Detroit. And I'm just not convinced that the situation's that much better in LA. Oh, I would yeah. disagree with that wholeheartedly. One hundred percent. Like the Rams' defense is way better than Detroit's. Yeah, well, and mind yeah, you, the Rams offense o- isn't like a ra- ton better either. But the Rams O-line was hurt going into the end of the season, right? We knew that. That's why the quarterbacks weren't playing great. Much as Goff sucks garbage, like their offensive line was hurt. And I would say the the, the overall offense on the Rams is significantly better than it's Detroit's. Way, it's got way more depth. Like you got you got Higby, you got Everett, you got Woods, Cup, Reynolds, Acres, Acres. Yeah, like, like they're fine, but like they're no high-end targets, right? Like they're not the Chiefs, obviously. But yeah, like, like they're good, but like they're not amazing. And yeah, but I Detroit. Don't think I'm Matthew Stafford's the dude that you bet your future on, right? Like I'm just not convinced that he's the chosen one. Well, Detroit's the, the, their best offensive weapon is what Galladay, Joe? Would you say? Galladay or Hawkinson, maybe? Or, or Hawkinson. And, like, Hawkinson's been there. This was his second year. Like, the fact that... Look at Matthew Stafford's stats over the last, like, six years. He's still, like, top 15 or so in almost every major f- quarterback statistic. And that's with an offense that is absolute garbage ever since Calvin Johnson left. And I also think it's just the overall culture of yeah. Detroit as well. Even when he had Calvin Johnson, who was just got entered into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on, on Super Bowl Sunday l- last weekend... Uh, or the weekend before, sorry. Like they they went 0 and 16 one of those years. The Calvin Johnson had an unreal season. Like I think it's just you take Matthew Stafford, a very good statistical quarterback, and you move him now to a city with a way different style offense and just way better players. 
truly, I think the sky's the limit for them. With an actual defense, too. With an actual defense. Like, Sean McVay, you saw what he did, what, two years ago with Goff? And now, Goff's confidence (coughs) got shot this season. Yeah. But Matt Patricia, he, he destroyed the culture of mediocrity in Detroit and replaced it with a garbage of, or a culture of garbage. So, I don't know. We'll see. Matt Patricia's probably going to go back to New England and win us another Super Bowl there. We'll see. Yeah, I like, it. I think to kind of even just tie it back to where we started this this segment with, with Deshaun Watson, right? Like, this just sheds the light on even how much more difficult it's going to be for teams to trade for Deshaun Watson when you see the Rams give up two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and their starting quarterback for just Matthew Stafford alone. Like, it, it makes Deshaun Watson now look like he's in value like he, he you just can't afford him now like you got to give up yeah, all exactly. your draft picks for for the rest of your life so it's like gonna who else were they who else would, could they have went out and got like, exactly well, so I mean, garoppolo they're not gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting so that that that's all the kind of big news that's come out of the the league so far i also also want to end our end our nfl segment uh, a quick uh condolences and thoughts and prayers to vincent jackson's family uh three-time pro bowler he was a great nfl receiver Passed away in his home, I believe, last night. The news broke this morning. Um, he, he played for, I believe, the Chargers as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So thoughts and prayers go out to his family. We will be right back, folks. We are going to be talking about our NHL, uh, specifically uh, highlighting the Calgary Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So stay tuned, and we will be all right back. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to Sports and Stutters. Thanks for coming back after that short break. We gave our thoughts on the crazy news that's been swirling around the NFL after this first week of the offseason. But you know how it is. We're going to switch gears to the sport I don't really care about unless it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's the NHL. Yeah, so Toronto is on a roll, obviously. Except tonight. <laughs> Except for that. Toronto is currently 11-3-2 after dropping... A bad game to Ottawa tonight, um, but they're eleven, three and two. So yeah, I'll, not a I'll lot just, to complain there, right? Don't like, mean to cut you off there. Just a preface for our, our listeners out there: when when we say they lost to Ottawa tonight, it's actually Monday. I know, I know they they have a break on Tuesday. They actually play again tonight when you're listening, but they lost. They royally fucked up against Ottawa tonight, which is on Monday. But they're I'm trying to write like. They have been on a roll these past couple weeks, and there's not a lot um, to complain about. But there's a bit of a pattern that's been emerging. Their 2-1 L2 Montreal had a bit of the same pattern as against Amarawa tonight. They're excellent early, but then they start to take their foot off the gas pedal and um, drop games late. So they have all the talent in the world, but they're having trouble playing the full 60. See, I agree with everything up until that last point. I think it's. I think you can agree they took the, the the their foot off the pedal tonight after blowing a three goal lead to Ottawa. But I think when you're in a one nothing game, you can't really say they 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 took the foot off the gas. It's a one goal game. It's literally, it's not even really a lead. One goal and it's a tie game again. You can argue they took it off tonight, but against the next best team in the in the Northern Division with only a one goal one nothing lead, you can't really say they didn't really play a full sixty minutes. It was a good game against the next best team. For only a one goal lead. Yeah, absolutely. But like, they dominated early, right? Like, yeah, they they killed him 
in the first period and then they got dominated in the third. So I think mine was kind of fair there. I think so too. I think, <clears throat> I guess Montreal, like, I watched, I think, about halfway through the second till the end of the game. And slowly you could see Ottawa pushing back, or Montreal pushing back, sorry. And then the fact that they, they tied it up and then they won it in regulation, that's, I would, I would classify that as taking foot off the gas. Yeah. And it isn't as if, like, they sucked. No. They were playing a second-place team. So I don't think it's a cause to be concerned, but it is um, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I would say it's something to keep an eye on if it happens the next one or two games after the Ottawa. Like I said, I, I like the pattern I said, if there is a pattern, it's starting tonight. And if it carries over to their game on Wednesday, which is when you'll be listening to this episode, then maybe I can agree with the pattern. But losing that close game to Montreal, I don't really see it as the start of the pattern. Tonight... And how they play on Wednesday is the big determinant if it is really a pattern. I will I will say this. If they <clears throat> if they uh, continue this, this quote-unquote pattern on Wednesday, I think got the whole roster. Trade oh, Matthews, my God. Trade Martin. <laughs> trade Riley. You know, put in... Get Frederick Gauthier back here. Get, right. Um, trade get them rid- like, get um, to the Calgary Flames, please. Get oh, Martin yeah. Marincin. <laughs> Ojaganov, just bring back all these Leaf le- Leafs legends and uh, go re- restart from a new. Yeah, um, two players I want to highlight um, because um, to me they've been much better than anyone could have expected. Um, Justin Hall has yeah. been an excellent uh, number four guy. He was in the doghouse under Babcock, and I think he played like what five times in two seasons like yeah like you could in... argue you could argue he's this there's their second best defense in this last little stretch oh yeah absolutely he's been hard on pucks he's been excellent defensively and, and he's even scored a couple right so yep like he's done everything he could have asked and he's right-handed shot yeah yeah like it's weird it's like it's weird to say but as a as a, a leafs fan my whole life historically our defense is astronomically garbage but Truly, this year, aside from their their horrible loss Monday night where they blew their lead to to Ottawa, like their defense has actually looked quite well. I know a, that bottom the bottom of the Northern Division is 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 pretty bad, so it's it's hard to really say anyone's defense is good when you're playing teams like Vancouver and <laughs> Ottawa most nights when you can like Toronto had in their series against Vancouver, they put up 15 goals. But for the most part, Morgan Riley, Hall, Brody, their defense as a collective whole have looked significantly better compared to years past. And I think that explains why they're at the top of the division. Yeah, I miss the days. I miss the days when, uh, when Jake Gardner. Oh my God. No, we we don't miss those days. Second best. (laughs) I I miss watching those days. We we do not. I do not miss those days. It is a scarring moment. Mark Those Savard, were fun games, though. <laughs> off the, the overtime winner in Game Seven. Oh, goosebumps, baby. Yeah, but on 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 more of a down note. Um, aside from the studs that are playing well, we know Matthews. He popped another two on on Monday night. He's leading the league. He's on a, a ridiculous pace. 
Marner, Tavares, Nylander, they're all having hot starts this season. Another guy who was who was off to a great start, you could argue he was he was rejuvenating his, his career here in Toronto is Wayne Simmons. And unfortunately, uh, he's out for, I think now it's going to be about five weeks. Uh, it's already been about a week since the injury with a, a broken bone in his hand. That's a that's a tough loss. He was he was playing well for them. He was, I think he started the line or the season out on the fourth line and he moved up all the way to the second. He's he's on their second power play. He was on their second power play line. He was he was playing ridiculous. He was that 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 strong veteran presence that that they were hoping to get out of him and they got it in this first first little quarter of the season and, it, and it's it's tough to see him go for for the next six weeks well yeah and like i don't think he was as bad as he looked in his last year or two right like no. he, i think he's been hurt like honestly yeah. he's a he's a stud and yeah. and how he plays isn't really like you don't really it isn't affected by age as much as a player who's who's fast, right? Because yeah. like he's a tough guy. He he's a grinder, and he'll he'll beat you because he's he's more powerful. Yeah, and he brings that 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 spark to the young guys where when their when their talent can't can't help them win every single game. He's that he's that strong presence that kind of keeps the keeps the team the team spirits uplifted, keeps them in games. He's like you said, he's a grinder, and it's exactly what a team full of of studs needs. So he's he's the perfect playoff player, I think. Yeah, Boy, him I, and Thornton. Like he's. Thornton, uh, Thornton's, he's old. And yeah, he but he doesn't have a great track record in the playoffs either. No, that's why. That's why. <laughs> hey, so, so why come to the Leafs? You know, he, he's getting the same thing. But hey, but you can't you can't deny Thornton's. Besides the couple weeks he's out with injury, like even even on Monday night against against the centers, he he got a goal and assist. He's maybe yes, I think ninety five percent of that is the fact he's playing on that first line with Marner and Matthews. But he's 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 clearly he's clearly doing something right, and he's having he's having for a forty-one year old, he's having a, a, a decent year so far, and he's 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 bringing he's bringing I think kind of the same kind of aspects as Wayne Simmons is, not to the same level statistically, but still still brings that same kind of that needed presence and and leadership into that locker room. That grandfather oh, yeah. role, some the grandfather. <laughs> some would say great grandfather compared to the difference in age between gra- some players. Graduated from Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> And then brought in Grandpa Joe. So yeah. Grandpa Joe. Great in his story. prime, Great he story was up. he best passer in, in the NHL, right? And yeah. that isn't gone. His hands are still sick. And yeah. And his vision too. But the other player that that I wanted to talk about quickly here is a smaller Wayne Simmons. Um Zach Hyman. Yeah. He's just a workhorse. Mm-hmm. On the Austin and Mitch line. He's he's a four checker. He has hands. And he can shoot, and he has grit. So he's him, him he's and Kerfoot, him and Kerfoot. Uh, absolutely, Kerfoot. Like studs. they, it's like it's crazy. You look at Toronto and you see their top, their two, the two top lines, and it's it's full of it's truly full of all stars. It's a, it's a, two all star lines, but even the third and fourth line are filled with players that they're not big names, but they they get it done. They play well. Toronto's third and fourth lines. When you look at it in comparison, obviously to their top two, it doesn't it doesn't stack up. But their third and fourth line are, are lines that can, I, in my opinion, I think they can compete with with most. Yeah. All right. So enough about Toronto. You know, enough about the we, goats. We get enough. We get enough propaganda from Bell and, Spo- <laughs> and uh, Sportsnet as it is. So uh, let's talk about some one of the teams out west. Uh, the Flames. The Canucks. The Canucks. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. beating Calgary right now. The the only team that matters. Yeah. Oh man. No, not not Vancouver. Get them out. Of here. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about Vancouver. We're talking so, about we're talking the Oilers. About, the Oilers. 
<laughs> no, 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 the other team. Heard enough of that team, thank you. Uh, uh, the, the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Medicine Hat Tigers. <laughs> we were on the exact same page there. I think the Hurricanes that we should talk about. You know, Lethbridge, Windy City. Okay, let's just scratch, honestly, let's scratch our flame signal and go Dark Horse and just go uh, WHL teams. Yeah. Right? What about, yeah, Raiders, yeah. Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Colonna Rockets, absolute studs. <laughs> they could probably beat the, the Ottawa Senators right now. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely like I don't think it would be even close either but I think I think McKnight Mustangs team 4 could be Ottawa right now <laughs> Adam Ford just out there killing it but full disclosure as we speak I'm in on my Elias Lindholm jersey but Gross. I'm going to stop defending my team for a little bit here like you're not going to win too many games I mean, if you get like what eight shots through two periods just absolutely inexcusable effort. I do, and I'd say it's a coaching issue if it hasn't been consistent through like what four coaches now. Like, yeah, I think it's a culture thing. Like I said, yeah, just and, it, and it's inexcusable because they have excellent offensive depth, haven't have a great defense, and they have have a goalie now. So why can't you play a goddamn first period? Our top six is playing well mostly. Um, Kachuk has something wrong i think i think he's he's probably hurt but our bottom six just cannot get a bloody goal except for andrew Mangiapane, and it's just been brutal like um on saturday night against the canucks we had five shots in the first period like absolute yeah, joke and you're gonna win no games if you do that i think they would get their first shot until like the eight minute mark or something like they were getting a shot nine to nothing at one well, that was like their their one game against. I don't mean to bring up Toronto again, but they literally finished the first period with one shot, one it's, shot in the first period. Like, yeah. Just throw the puck at the net. It doesn't look <laughs> perfect. Like they, that's the problem. Is like especially with Monahan and Goudreau, is Monahan just parks his his uh, dumpster right in front of the net, and they try and get that perfect shot every single time. Yeah. yeah Listen, the three the- of us, the three of us are, probably aren't that good at hockey. Heck, I I can't even skate that well, and I think we could at least get one shot on it. Oh yeah, sure. without a doubt. Like we're not obviously. I'm not saying like they suck, but like, but they're just consistently just, just like nothing on net, on net at all. Or something. And I would like to just a little aside here as I'm uh, checking up on the, on the Sports Center. Currently app. down one nothing. Yes, they are currently down to the the outstanding, the MVP of the Northern Division, the Canucks. Once again, they are losing to them. I, Great I start, and it is the it is the first period. You guys are behind. I've been reporting this. Play by play. Call me, uh, call me Joe Buck. What? I don't get that. Because <laughs> I called the play earlier. Play by play announcer. You know? mm. Yeah. And like, I think there's a couple specific problems. Um, Kachuk just isn't playing like him. Like he's been. I don't want to say he's been bad, but he's been ineffective these timid. last like four games. Yes, absolutely timid. Like he hasn't been in the middle of anything. He's gotten like I don't think he has any points in a couple games now either. Like just completely ineffective and he's he's earned he cushioned to be exempt from like almost criticism, but holy shit. Like he's a crucial part of our team and he has to play better. Yeah, they got to they got to step it up soon or like like you said with a, only a 52 game season, like yeah, there's still tons of hockey to be played, but you get in a hole early, like with who knows what could happen, you know? Honestly, I think ever since that, uh, the year that they won, 
Uh, they came first in the Western Conference, so the year before last year. After watching that series against Colorado, like I can't, I cannot look at that team the same. Like they, and mentally broken, right? Yeah. Like, I think I think that season, ever since that, like beginning of last season, that like shattered any confidence that they had. And like you know, Mike Smith that year, he got so much criticism for being such a mediocre goalie in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, he stands on his head and gets, what, 60 shots against him a game? Like, and I think Goudreau hasn't been the same since that since that playoff series. I don't think their core has been. Giordano hasn't been the same. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, a, it's definitely a culture thing within the core. And until they make some, like, either big changes or they start to play more consistently... And don't show the same flaring issues that they showed two years ago. Uh, I'm not going to look at this team with huge expectations. The tools are there. Like, it's a skilled team. It's a fast team. But, like, what's your identity? Like, who are you? Exactly. Like, are you trying to be big with guys like Lucic and Ronaldo and all these slow-ass guys? Or, like, are you trying to be fast with Goudreau and Manjipani? Yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's consistently inconsistent. Yeah, so I guess I guess we'll see. Hopefully, they can turn it around. Like we said, there's still tons of hockey left to be played, but they keep they keep playing the way they're playing. It's it's not looking good for them, and they're they're going to be right near the bottom with the Canucks and the Senators. Well, for those of us uh, Joe Camp fans out there, unfortunately, we got we don't got any spicy power rankings today. Joe's taking a Taking some time off, the the horse growth hormones have been getting to his head a little bit. He needs a he needs a bit of a break. He doesn't really know how to count from one to seven anymore. So he's taking he's taking this week to to recollect his thoughts and get back on track for next week, so we can uh, rank the NHL teams accordingly. Hope you're doing a little bit better over there next week, Joe. Okay. I will. I will try my best. Hopefully, <laughs> I can go. I can't even go one to five right now. Try, try. I'm just on a perma trip. Just try. <laughs> try get count count one to five for me. Three, six, five, seven, eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, wrong? Yeah, good enough, good enough. Good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds about right. Actually, well, how about we do our power rankings Sports next time? podcast. It isn't a, a math podcast. Parker, get the fuck out of here. Listen, Joe, next Monday, we, we will when we record, we'll do power rankings, and you'll go from one to three to eight to two, and we'll like bounce around, you know? You know really confuse the listeners. I think we should go straight scratch the Northern Division power rankings. Let's go. 31 to 1 and see if I can do that. Ah, that, if you can't Entire count to 5, podcast. that's a big stretch. I think I can, I'll mentally train. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Well, folks, thank you for tuning er, in. Wow, I can't speak today. Thank you for tuning in today. As much as Joe can't count, I apparently can't speak English. We appreciate you listening once again. Like, as always, you can check us out on Instagram at Sports and Stutters. Please uh, give us a give us a follow. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star. Give us a rating. We would appreciate any and all feedback you can give us. Other than that, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And this is Sports and Stutters out. Yeah.